Hi, everyone. It's Megan. And Lissa. Hi. And welcome to Woo as Fuck. After uh, unannounced three, three, four month <laughs> hiatus. Quite the hiatus. Yes. Um, but we have both grown a lot and done a lot and learned a lot along the way. And it was really needed. But we're back. Back and feeling much better. Oh my gosh. So much better. Yeah, I just want to kind of acknowledge the place that we were in. And then I suppose we'll just get into it. I just want to reiterate the place that we were in the very last podcast episode we recorded, not the update, but the podcast episode. I personally, um, timeline work is a big part of what I do. And I have this little Rolodex internally that I can go through of all these different potential future timelines. And I've always had that. And I was uh, mentioning on that podcast that everything was just black. Like I literally could not see anything moving forward and that I was really struggling with that. And um, I just want to acknowledge that sometimes the reason that is for us is because we literally cannot comprehend the things that are coming. There's no template for it. And so being on the other end of that, looking back, I'm just able to go, oh, okay, I get it. For me, um, with our last episode, I was at the very start of burnout recovery. So I had, um, after six years of working two to four jobs at a time, um, burned out really, really hard, um, which I've addressed. And I just started to really heal some of that damage. And I don't know that I will have been healed from that for a few years, to be honest, because it's a lot of unlearning and such. But I am now in a vastly different place, a lot more grounded place, a lot more slow and simple. And um, I don't know, my energy is just so much better now than where it was the last time we recorded. And what was funny was right before we made this transition, before our lives vastly change it changed, <laughs> um, we were getting ready to ramp up the podcast in a really big way and we had big plans and we were excited. And then it was like, we had to stop. We, we had no choice, but to take a break with how everything went in our lives. Yeah, there was literally, there was literally no choice. And it's interesting because I'm now seeing a pattern with us, as you say that out loud, um, where we have really big aspirations for what we want to create and then I think the universe sees, acknowledge, it acknowledges and like mm, really wants to assist us in creating that. But each time we bring these big things to the table, it's as if all of the unhealed, unsettled, unprocessed junk gets like thrown up to the surface. So the universe sort of responds with, okay, well, if this, then that. And so rather than being able to move forward with the podcast in the way we wanted, we had to turn back around and look at all of these things internally that we both independently needed to address before moving forward. So thanks, universe. And <laughs> this is quite the lessons, which is what yeah. we want to talk about today is lessons. <laughs> I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we had, um, we could clearly see, and I still see a lot of that, that future for us. We could clearly see a future where we were doing things and helping people and providing great resources and it was all about a sense of community and it wasn't big but it was you know it was sizable and we felt that energy and we were excited about it and we wanted to jump straight into it and we didn't do the work we weren't we weren't emotionally ready for where we needed to be to even experience that um i actually had a, a reading with karen 
we we actually talked about and part of that reading the podcast itself um moving forward and and what she saw for that and she was very clear that Lisa and I needed to um really ask ourselves what we wanted from it and it gave us both the opportunity to um <laughs> kind of think about what what were our intentions for um putting content out there and what we were doing and for me a lot of it was about providing a safe space for people to grow without um, having the expectation to be perfect all of the time or to be toxically positive or um, just a safe space for you to do your, like deal with your shit and know that you're not alone in that. Yeah. I love that we're sharing what our intentions are. Cause I think that that's really important that everyone listening know that as well. Um, and for anyone creating anything really like, why, why do you want to create that thing? Um, and same, what was really cool about that is Megan called and told me about that reading. And then we were having a like brainstorming session about what we want our intentions for the podcast to be. And they were the same, which makes a lot of sense because the way we came together was very synchronistic as well. But, um, I would say for me, it's the exact same wanting to create a safe space and also being able to hear, um, what the process is like for somebody else, like me being that person, because I know that when I was going through a lot, like prior to 2020, and especially in 2020, listening to content creators who were talking about their personal experience and showing the contrast between really showing up for themselves and doing the work that is necessary in this like growth and expansion process, while also falling flat on their face and making mistakes left and right, for me was it just felt so good. I felt so seen and so validated in my personal experience versus listening to people who were just explaining, you know, like there's, there's creators out there, big, big famous creators who only share knowledge without the experience behind it. And then it's, it makes it seem less accessible. So for me, I wanted my intention with this podcast is to be in integrity and tell an honest experience of what it's like living this life and sharing mistakes along the way so that other people feel more seen and more open or more uh, comfortable in sharing openly what's going on for them as well. I completely agree. Um, when I consume content, one of the categories of content that I consume the most, it's not even in a, a woo realm, it's um, makerspace stuff. So people who are like, I want this thing, I'm going to make the thing. So it could be um, furniture or um, some sort of automation or a coding thing or clothes or whatever it is. I like to watch people make things. And I, the creators that I follow along with the most are the ones that are not afraid to say, oh, hey, I wasted 20 hours working on this and realized I did it all wrong. Here are the lessons I've learned from that. Let's start all over again. And um, I think that's a, a valuable insight to see someone else fail, what they learned from it, and how they're going to move forward. And that's kind of like what I like want to do with this podcast is to show you, hey, we fail, we go back to sleep, we um, have mistakes, we think that we're ready to move forward and we're not just like every other person does. And if you also have this experience, you're not alone in that. That's also a beautiful segue into the topic of today's podcast, which is literally what we've learned in the last three months. Like the, because we've both been taken on journeys independently and um, we needed to do those apart, which is why we haven't been recording. Um, 
but we've both learned big, big things like gigantic things. And so we want to share those with you today so that you can not necessarily learn from our mistakes, but uh, be present in the process with us and just recognize that this is not a linear thing. It's very cyclical and will continue to be so, which is all good. One thing that I want to address that just occurred to me now in this moment was um, before the podcast, we were talking about your um, recent um, trip and how you were able to disconnect from things and stuff. And I think that one of the reasons that you and I also had to disconnect from this podcast for a little bit outside of working on ourselves independently was um, our relationship, our friendship was able to diversify and uh, be about more than creating things together and that we had to to have that kind of reboot on that as well because most of our communication prior to that was either big things happening in our lives or podcast or content creation or patreon um scheduling or discussions or whatever and with this break it was an opportunity for us to really reconnect with one another in a new way Hugely. And it also allowed our friendship to grow to the extent where now when we're creating together, we're really going to be working on not working on it's just going to it's kind of natural and fluid. We are more inclined to make sure that the amount of time we're spending creating content is a certain amount of time. And then we also have time to just connect with each other um, outside of any content creation. And prior that really wasn't a, um, it wasn't a do, 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 do priority because it just wasn't something we were thinking about. And we both were just, we were both such workhorses, my God, that, that it is, it, it wasn't even like in our mind. It was literally like work, 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 create, 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 create. And then in that time apart, yeah, it was really like, wait, we're, but what's our friendship? <laughs> like what's going on here? How do we connect outside of work? So, um, so yeah, I love that. We're, that that you're going to see that mirrored in this podcast and in all of our future content because it will just be it'll be different. You'll see. I'm interested to hear your guys's feedback in terms of what you perceive as our differences. And also, I would like to do a shout out to Corey, who is a friend of mine and a listener of this podcast, who actually sent us an email over on our Patreon account asking us to create something, anything, because he missed being able to listen to our content. And he noted to me uh, in person that sometimes people don't even need to create like content that is necessarily of value, which is something that Megan and I were really big on. We didn't want to put anything out that didn't have some sort of value. And he gave me really great mirroring, which is that I just appreciate listening to you and her speak back and forth, like you and Megan listening to you guys and what you're going through, even if it's nothing big, even if you don't perceive it as having value, makes me feel less alone. and makes me feel like I have a community that I can listen to and tune into. And um, that did have an impact. And it is part of why we are recording. So thank you, Corey. Yeah, that that communication um, was a big catalyst in us kind of getting together and regrouping and determining how we wanted to move forward, and what a schedule looked like. And um, how that works with our new lives and putting a really big priority on having um, balance and not falling back into the patterns that we've fallen into in the past and learning from our mistakes and moving forward in a more sustainable way. So thank you, Corey. Thank you. All right, Megan, who wants to go first? I am comfortable with going first or do you want to go first? I would love it if you went first. Okay. 
So my three lessons, which this was Lissa's idea prior to the recording, and I think it was a beautiful idea to be succinct. Um, lesson number one that I've learned in the last three to four months. <laughs> um, I do not have to continuously output any sort of productive energy and sacrifice my time and energy for others to have value as a person myself. That one has cascaded across my life in a lot of different ways, professionally, socially, friendships, relationships with my partner and all of my friendships. I say no now to things. I don't immediately jump in and try to resolve problems. I have space and time and um, put that energy that I was putting into things for other people back into myself. And I still do stuff for people. I still go above and beyond sometimes when I want to. And I always wanted to, I guess, to be to be clear, I always wanted to, to do those things, but I wanted to do it because I thought that that made me more valuable and that they were going to leave me if I wasn't doing that subconsciously that inner child you know crying out um, because that was the only way that I would get attention but that's not true and I learned that through this experience that I am valuable as a friend as a partner as an employee um, without having to give 200% or even 50% sometimes me just existing near them is enough and that was a big lesson for me Lesson number two, it is okay to move slowly through life. A big theme for me over the last couple of months has been living a more slow and simple life. I do not need to propel myself forward in any sort of career goals or art goals or creative endeavors. I do not need to write a book in one month. I can take my time and that is okay and I've learned so much from living slowly. I was putting so many unrealistic expectations on myself. And um, what really helped me um, was watching art vlogs, studio vlogs, people um, that would record their content and their process over like week to week, day to day, month to month. And people would be really excited because they would finish um, one project within the span of a month. And my immediate first thought, I'm going to be really honest, was that's all they did in a month. Oh my God, like that's an exciting month for them. That's a productive month for them. I've done more than that in one day. And then that made me like really step back and be like, but why? Why did you do more than that? A month's worth of work in one day. Why? Who set that expectation? And that leads me into number three, Asking myself, who made up that rule, guideline, expectation, deadline, etc. And 90% of the time when I was feeling stressed or overwhelmed or like there were so many expectations, um, the, the answer to that was me. And if it wasn't me, it was an opportunity for me to really look at that thing and ask, how important is it? Is there any room for flexibility? And then um, what does that other party stand to gain by me following that rule, guideline, or expectation. And uh, that has been really eye-opening for me. So those are my three lessons. 
It's really interesting, isn't it? How so many of those are not ours. We think that they're, or, well, they are ours, but even the thing that we think is ours is actually related to someone other than us. And we've just taken on that thing ourselves and then just perpetuated it because we haven't realized that it's not ours to begin with. Does that make sense? It does. And my immediate reaction is to disagree with you because I've found that a lot of my expectations were set by myself. But then when I asked myself um, if I was really the one that said it, yes, I'm the one that said it. And I'm the one that is um, and I am the one that is insisting on following the thing and then having mm-hmm. to revisit whether or not it's important. But a lot of it was also things that were was instilled in me. Um, in childhood or by observing others, such as my work ethic. Um, My father made it a big deal about being early to everything and about um, if you were on, um, what was he used to say? If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late or something like that. And um, I made that a huge core belief of mine and a huge piece of my personality. Yes. Okay. That's what I mean right there. That the expectations, I hear that the expectations are yours. I totally understand that. But these expectations that we set upon ourselves are often based, almost always, based on limiting beliefs that we hold that are from programming that was instilled by people other than us. Like that that piece, you know. Um, Which is beautiful because then it's like when you turn in and do that work on the inner belief system, those out- out, outernal, what external expectations sort of naturally dissipate and turn into something else because you have new internal beliefs. Um, I would like to acknowledge that I have seen drastic change in you in the last three months. And there is a degree to which you show up in your own life now with ease and grace that just wasn't there before, especially um, at the time that we had stopped recording the podcast because of everything that was going on with your house and things sort of being up in the air. And now um, you really have built a solid foundation for yourself where I've seen your external world, again, become somewhat chaotic for whatever reason, this or that. But then it's almost as if you're just in the center of it in a really calm, centered place, even if you're getting frustrated by the things that are going on externally. And that's been really cool to witness. It has been really cool to experience as well, because I I feel my energy shift and how it has shifted. And I'd actually forgotten back then, um, we didn't have water for like two weeks. I had forgotten the chaos that my house was at that point. Um, But now there have been a lot of changes to our home that we've made. And it feels a lot more like a home in my office. Um, I guess Patreon will see that is um, quite a bit different because I made my external space um, reflect m- more of who I am authentically. And not just with my office or the space behind me that I present on video, um, but also I have changed a lot of my wardrobe <laughs> to be a bit more in line with who I am as a person. And um I've put a lot more focus on um, just being comfortable. Actually, I had a coworker. Um, they were watching a show and they said a character reminded them of me and like them and their, their wife. They were both like, oh my gosh, this is totally Megan. And my immediate thought was, oh no, like what, what are they like? I need to know what this person's like. And they explained that the reason that they saw, like they identified me in that character was the fact that this person showed up and they were themselves authentically 
And they were so kind and loving and warm and not afraid to be themselves without any sort of um, false sense of self, you know? And the fact that a coworker, that somebody that I like hang out with at work, but I don't even um, spend a lot of quality time with because it's a coworker, um, immediately identified that in me meant a lot to me. It was really cool. And it kind of felt like I was like, oh, hey, I'm doing it. I'm doing the right thing. I'm on the right path. It was that external validation. Yeah, you're you're on the path that is aligned with who you actually are as a being, not one that is aligned with a way you think you should be. And that is such a gigantic difference. And uh, what a different life, like what a different life to live life as you versus who you think you should be. Wildly different. And so much more fun. Jesus. <laughs> yes, it is so, so much, much more fun. fun. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hey, um, 222. Sorry, I just saw 2222 on the clock. I'm pulling up my three <laughs> things here. So I stay so I stay pithy because I want to uh, not over-explain. Um, do you want me to do my Megan? Yes, please. Okay, here are my three things. Oh, my three big life lessons in the last uh, three months. These are gigantic for me. Uh, number one, I love being alone. <laughs> I love being alone. Specifically, I love being alone in nature and I love traveling alone. Um, I am a recovering codependent and also just straight up recovering love addict. Uh, the way that love comes into my life and impacts me is overwhelming and completely takes over every aspect of my life. And that has manifested in a fear of being alone which is wild because I love it. I love it so much. And it's hilarious now on the other end of it to think that it was ever a fear of mine. Um, <laughs> I haven't made time or space to be alone as an adult, period. I just have not made that time or space for myself. And in the last three months, I opened up my schedule to be able to travel. And I had three weeks uninterrupted time of just being alone, traveling alone and being in nature alone. And the things that I learned about myself in that time, I couldn't even begin to explain um, in a podcast, let alone in one tiny blip of a podcast. So I'm not going to. But I would like to say that that showed me that, and this has been consistent in my life, that oftentimes the biggest lessons and the biggest uh, gains are on the other side of something I'm really afraid of. And what I learned about being alone, me being alone in nature, is that there are this leads into my second one as well. So the first thing I loved is, or the first thing that I learned is just that I, I really appreciate my alone time and I will continue to make time and space for that. And I'm now actively literally restructuring my entire life to make time and space for that. So I am finally moving. Oh my gosh. Everybody on this podcast has heard me talk about this again and again and again. I have, we've done it. We've done it. My partner and I found a home. We found a home very literally immersed in nature in a very isolated area where I am a five minute bike ride to a river, just a drive away from the beach and, um, no people no people, gigantic big backyard. So that is something that has actually manifested and I will be spending lots of time, lots and lots and lots of uninterrupted time alone. That brings me into the next thing I learned, which is hilarious to me because I tell this to all of my clients and I hadn't been implementing it. Clearing and grounding, the importance of clearing and grounding my energy, especially the importance of clearing and grounding my energy as an energy worker. I'm someone that when I see one-on-one -on -one clients, I'm working with energy. 
and I'm taking on energy and manipulating and transmuting energy. And that's happening when I'm working one-on-one with clients, but then I wasn't taking the time to really ground and center and clear myself. And what I've experienced when I uh, had that alone time is it felt to me like all of these cords, attachments, and commitments that were connected to me were very similar to like Bluetooth devices that have a certain um, amount of distance that you can go and still be connected, right? So when I removed myself from my life in that way, all of these things dropped off. And for the first time literally ever in my adult life, I was present in my own energy. And I got to see and experience and feel and learn that so much of what takes up my time and space has nothing to do with me. It is literally other people's stuff, other people's perceptions and opinions, which leads into the third thing. But first, I want to talk a little bit more about this. Every day while I was gone, I did two things that changed my life. And I highly encourage all of you to implement these practices if you're open to it, because I'm talking, I'm not the same person. I am a different person. The reason I could only see black and avoid space three months ago is because I could not begin to fathom or even perceive of who I am now. I'm just different. I'm not the same person. And that's because other people's energy is no longer in my energy in a way that's negatively impacting me and will not get back in. And if it does, I know how to clear it. So these two things, um, is it two things or three things? Well, let me just list them. So having some sort of time and space where you are by yourself one way or another, even if it's just for one minute in the bathroom. And then in that time and space, releasing anything that's not yours, like just releasing it back to where it came from, whether you took it on intentionally or unintentionally, reclaiming the energy that is yours. So all of the energy you've given away throughout the day, whether it was intentionally or unintentionally reclaiming it, grounding that energy in and down so that the earth can transmute any of that that is no longer in service to you, opening up yourself to assistance and guidance. Okay. Um, because there's always assistance and guidance available. So those are two, two things. There is three things. Again, the first thing, having that alone time, whether even if it's just for one minute. The second thing was clearing and grounding energy. The third thing, and I said this every day for the last three months, and it is, well, no, it's not last three months, last month, excuse me, and my world has changed. I say this literally verbatim. I release all attachments, cords, and commitments that are not in service to my highest timeline. I release all attachments, cords, and commitments that are not in service to my highest timeline. And as I say that, I will think of people, circumstances, situations, places, and there will be a fear of, what if that leaves my experience because I'm saying this? And then I see it, I honor it, and I go, yes, even that. If that's not in alignment, let it leave my experience. And then you get to practice detachment in that way, and it's really beautiful. And that leads me to the third thing, which is perceptions and projections of self and other. Um, When I returned from my time away, I was aware that I am no longer the person I was. I was aware that my internal lived experience is now completely different than the internal experience I had before. And I was also aware that there were other people's energy that was in my field that was manipulating my perception of reality that was no longer the case when I came home. And in coming home, I was the recipient, recipient of projections of others that are just not me. They're not me. And because I am so clear in my energy and because I am taking time and space to really ground and do the daily practices necessary to maintain this, I'm not triggered by it. It doesn't bother me. I'm literally able to just look at it and see, oh, okay, yeah, 
I definitely was that person. And I fell into perpetuating the narrative of being that person when those projections were placed on me. And I'm just not going to do that anymore. Like I, I see and acknowledge this perception that's being placed on me and I recognize it's not mine. And I just hold loving acceptance for the individual that feels the need for me to play out that role in their life. And I just don't take it on. Um, that one specifically, Megan, can you think of a way of explaining that a little better? Cause I think that you would do a better job. So I right, just, just to be clear, cause my three were kind of all over the place. My one was being alone in nature. That's what I learned. I love that. My two was the importance of clearing and grounding. And my three was releasing the perceptions and projections of others. But I know Megan will do a better job with three. So I want to let her explain. With number three, um, I kind of circles back to something that we had talked about a long time ago, about a year ago, where there are three versions of yourself. There's the version of yourself that you project on yourself. There's the version of yourself that someone else is projecting on you. And then there's the version of yourself that it's truly you. And it's hard to make a differentiation sometimes between if you are honoring your true core energy, you're trying to put yourself through a filter to mold into whatever expectation you put on yourself with that perception you're putting on yourself of who you are. And then you have a, a friend or a loved one or a complete stranger um, put you into some sort of box. And sometimes you can feel that box. So I have, um, over the course of my life, had a variety of fun hair colors. This is just an easy example with a stranger. And I can feel as I'm out and about in public, if I have bright pink hair or green hair or whatever, how different people's energy shifts around me because they they have a certain idea of who I am as a person because I have pink or green or blue or whatever hair. And um, sometimes it's like excitement because they feel comfortable around me. Sometimes it's complete disgust and What's funny is um, a lot of the time when I was out outwardly um, alternative in that way, um, I was operating within like a very corporate position and making big decisions about big <laughs> Fortune 500 things. And um, I was a very responsible and established person that just happened to have fun hair and piercings. And a lot of times, especially in my my part of the country, it would rub people the wrong way. And you can feel that perception push, um, especially when it's a negative one from a complete stranger, and you can feel it rub against your energy and you can feel how that's wrong. However, think about the people in your lives, um, the, the friends, family members, partners, whatever, especially if you have a long established relationship with them. Um, one of the things that I struggled with um, in my growth is I've always been the person that people come to for answers because I love to research things. And if someone has a question or something they need to research or something that they need, they want more information on, they would just ask me about it. And then I would do that um, labor for them. And we had fallen into these roles where I was um, cast into this um, basically like a database. And that was kind of the role that I was playing for them. And when I, um, took a step back and reclaimed some of that energy from that those circumstances and and didn't voluntarily do things unless someone asked me and then I could evaluate if I wanted to do that or not I had to um, see how they were perceiving me and that role that they had cast me in and then we had to um, reestablish that relationship in a new way 
And it's really hard to see the the roles that you fall into in other people's lives and how they've cast you in their lives. And because in everyone's life, they're the main character. They are the main character in their story. And everyone else is a side character or an NPC or um, just a, you know, a, a second person that's secondary to them. And you don't want an unpredictable person that doesn't follow the rules in your life. So if someone's playing the role of a best friend, there's certain things that you expect of them. And um, sometimes it's hard to step away from that energy. And, um, but when you start looking at it and you start kind of observing those patterns, it's easier to kind of see how other people that are close to you are projecting their own personal needs or wants or fears or desires or whatever it is that they're projecting onto you. And you can separate yourself from it. You can love it and honor it and respect it. And you can see why they're doing, doing what they're doing. And you might want to reestablish that relationship and change it, or you could just accept it for what it is and then establish boundaries within that role, but know that that role is not who you are. And that's what's so beautiful about really taking the time to clear and ground yourself. Um, Because when you do that, and when you have the experience of being in your own energy, when those perceptions are placed upon you, for anyone into human design, I'm a fifth line in human design, and that is a projection field It's a part of what's called a personality profile, and it's just a way of describing how energy works and how my auric body works, is it takes on the perceptions of others and then will naturally shift, like shape shift into that thing, because that's just part of my energy. But now that I'm aware of what I'm really here to do and who I am, when I feel that happening, I have free will to say no which is a really beautiful thing. Um, I have not been empowered in this way ever as an adult. And I now feel old projections of others, people that I love dearly that have been in my life for fucking ever. And, um, and I see that they are incapable of perceiving me as I am now because not enough time has gone by. Literally just that. Like when you're a new person, when you're a different version of you, It takes time for people to be able to perceive you in that way. Just like if I were to dye my hair green and chop it all off, it would be a shock to people at first. And they would be like, what is this? Uh, And it might like be weird. And And even in their memory of me, they might think of me as someone that still had long blonde hair. It would take time for that to really be imprinted on the world around me. But another thing that I've learned through this whole process, uh, not one of my big lessons, but just something, it's sort of a download, honestly, is that part of the need for me to leave my hometown is about literal self-development in terms of neuroplasticity in my brain and how other people perceive me and me being in my power. Meaning I've only ever lived in my hometown. This is where I went to high school. This is where I grew up. This is literally where I was born. And so it's important for me in my life path to move away from this and to exist somewhere different so that I have the opportunity to really be more intentional and integral about who I am and how I show up. And here's what's funny. Other people, I'm sure, perceive that as me running away so I can start a new life. And in reality, it's taking a step away so that I can actually be in alignment with my energy in a way that's true and clear and grounded and then create from that space. Because sometimes, especially if you're someone like me who's lived in the same place their whole life and it's already a really crowded place, being able to really stay clear in your energy when so many perceptions and projections are being thrown at you 
is wonky. It's, it's, it's more frustrating. It's a little more difficult. So I really look forward to having the opportunity to take time away and really create that new template for myself. So when I do come back to visit, I'm more grounded in the being that is me. And she feels more capable and able and really speaking up and showing up for herself in a new way and not taking on those projections and having that time to sort of set that projection field in alignment with my actual being because I've never taken the time to do that. And now I know better, I can do better and I can do better in a place that feels like home. So that's really, that's it for me in terms of the last three years, but just, wow, it's been a wild ride. Three years, did you hear that? The last three months, but sure, three years. Um, I want to touch on the fact that in any sort of long-term relationship, whether it be with friends or partners or family members or even yourself, yourself, like your relationship to yourself is also a relationship that you need to nurture and care for. It is really important um, as someone who's been in a relationship for, for 14 years um, one of the things that we do that is really beneficial to us is acknowledging that people learn and grow and develop and and have struggles and successes and change fundamentally as people over the course of time. And um, taking the time to get to know one another again in a new way is very helpful. And it's also important for yourself also. So you might say, like, um, what's your favorite food? A simple question like that you automatically have a response in your head. And that's probably been the response that you've given in autopilot your whole life. But ask yourself, is that still your favorite food in this moment? Is that still the thing that's bringing you joy? And it's kind of a really great experience for you to just touch base with yourself and really get to know yourself with these simple questions. But also take a moment, I really challenge you to take a moment and open a dialogue with the people that you care about in your life and take 20 minutes or 10 minutes or an hour, however long you want with one another and make space to get to know each other again in a new way. Um, what music are you listening to right now? What's something that's been really impactful um, that you've recently learned? What's a, a podcast that you're listening to right now and take an interest in who they are now as a person. And maybe they'll do the same for you, but you, they have no obligation to do that. But by you giving them space to feel seen and reconnected, they might do that with someone else. And I'm just being honest, they might not do it back. And that's okay. There is no expectation for them to do it back. But take the time to get to know the people in your life again and make space for that. And it might be a catalyst for them to do it with someone else in the future. Or it might just be something that they really needed to feel seen and you get a beautiful experience where you get to honor that relationship and do it with yourself too. <laughs> yeah, definitely do it with yourself. And it's really interesting as well. I just want to bring in attachments here in terms of relationships, because I found personally, uh, like it, in my relationship with my partner, when there was a level of attachment there that was unhealthy, we were certain people in that relationship. And then when we, when we really addressed that head on, in a way that allowed us to detach in a new way, we became different people within the scope of that relationship. And this is still very new. We're like implementing these new practices in a way that uh, has been really beneficial for us. But what it has done is it has literally changed the dynamic of the relationship. So 
I mentioned a big part of what I learned about myself recently is my necessity for having alone time. And I had a preconceived notion about what that meant because a lot of people, when they think of being alone, what does that mean? That means being single, right? Like not being in a romantic relationship with anybody or potentially not even spending time with close friends, like literally just being alone, alone. And um, what's really beautiful is that throughout this whole experience, things can look however we want them to look, you guys. And if you get clear about your intention, about what it is you really need and what it is you want and why you want and need those things, you can make space for that and it can exist in your life in a multitude of different ways. It's literally the possibilities are endless. But the reason I'm saying this is because what happened is when I got real and open and honest about what I needed and what I want and how I'm going to show up for myself, my actual romantic relationship just evolved. Like it shifted. It evolved. We're not the same people we were. We don't have the same relationship we had. And it's very different. And the way that it's different allows ample time for me to have that time and space. And it's like, oh, it's so interesting. Like we have these preconceived ideas about how things will play out and we will repeat old patterns and behaviors to keep things the same. When in reality, a lot of times, if we just spoke our truth and were honest about what's going on, you'd be amazed. Things will literally shape shift in front of your eyes. And then it's like, oh, like, um, I don't even, <laughs> I don't know how to explain this in a way that makes sense, but it's like, it can look however you want it to look as long as you're being honest with yourself about what you really want and why you want it. I am really guilty myself of, um, not something I'm, I've been actively working on is, um, my partner, is not afraid to say that they want to play a video game or watch a movie or watch the same show for the 40th time or whatever activity it is that they would enjoy. So for a lot of our relationship, we have spent a lot of time doing what they want to do. However, I recently had to start saying what I wanted to do in this journey. And um, I, I would in the past find myself getting really frustrated because we never do what I want to do. We never do what I want to do. And it's so easy to kind of have the, that projection that you're putting on them, um, that they're the villain and which my partner is not a villain at all. But in this situation, there was a resentment because, um, I didn't get to watch the movies I wanted to watch. We don't do the things that I want to do. We don't, we don't play the games or go to the places or do any of the things that I want to do. And that was because I literally wasn't saying, Hey, I want to do that. And it's so easy to get lost in that narrative. But when I speak up and say, hey, I want to do that thing. I want to go out. I want to watch this movie or play this game or do this thing. I'm not going to watch you play a video game. Hey, you watch me play a video game. We reverse roles. Um, it's a thing that you can do. And it sounds so simple and obvious and duh, of course. But for someone who has had to support others and put everyone else before themselves and um, for me, a lot of it was like, I had to learn these behaviors, um, in my adolescence to survive certain situations and to navigate certain situations. Um, and so I brought that into adulthood with me and always played that caretaker role. Everyone has always referred to me within a friend group or a circle as the maternal character. And I realized that, um, part of being a person is taking care of yourself and it was a challenge for me to say the things that I wanted because I didn't know what the fuck I wanted, to be honest, because I had spent so long doing for everyone else. Don't be afraid to just say, hey, I want to, to watch this movie or no, I don't want to eat that. I don't like that. <laughs> and no one's mad at you. That's what's wild. That That's really uh, the th one of the things I'm still, it feels as though I'm living uh, in a future life 
currently. Um, it feels like when I went away, a future version of me stepped in. It literally feels like a me from the future. Which, by the way, if anyone's ever seen, hasn't seen Palm Springs, it's on Hulu. It's a movie. I don't know any of the names of the actors, but uh, it's incredible. I highly recommend watching it. I would love to watch it with Megan and have a chat uh, on Patreon about it. But um, anyone that has fallen into these traps of repetitive loops, that's what the movie's about, is time loops. Um, the way that we catastrophize what would happen if we did something different in our mind is so out of line with what actually happens in reality when you do those things. And I'm having the lived experience of having spoken out loud these things and recognize these things within myself. And then it's like you get to create a best case scenario in your actual walking, waking life. It's weird. Walking life. Is that a thing that people say? Um, and so don't, don't underestimate the power of what it's like to do the thing you're afraid of, show up for yourself in the way that you've always been wanting to, and then express like what Megan's saying, like really be honest with the people close to you about what you will and will not participate in. Because, um, and here's the thing, like I remember listening to uh, Jessa Reed's podcast, AOD in 2021, I'm pretty sure it was, where she was talking about setting boundaries and the importance of setting boundaries. And I remember her saying that in the beginning, setting boundaries feels gross. It feels awful. It feels really, really difficult. But then once you get used to it, it's, it, you will like, it's hard to live in a different way because it becomes so freeing. It becomes this superpower. It feels so good. And I remember not understanding what she meant by that and literally just feeling grossed out at the thought of setting boundaries and really showing up for myself. And now being on the other side of that, I'm like, oh, I fucking get it. Like, oh my God, it, it feels so good because Nobody has power to manipulate you. Nobody has power to control you. Somebody else can show up in your experience that you love and care about a whole lot. And they can say things that previously would have really triggered you and really bothered you. And you can recognize that's just not mine. It's not mine. Like I hear, I hear and understand that it's yours, but it's not mine. And when it does trigger you, this is sort of the beauty in all of this. When it does trigger you, you go, okay, that's mine. <laughs> like, the, okay, thank you. There's work to be done there. Thank you for being a mirror. So when someone comes into your experience and they have a perception and, and, or projection of you that uh, triggers you, there's something there and it's a gift. If there's nothing there, then, then it's also a gift because you realize it's not yours. And um, the more that we are clear with who we are in the way that Megan was just talking about, like, no, maybe I'm going to play a video game or this is what my favorite food is and this is what I want. It allows the opportunity for other people to actually see you in a more clear way so that if they are projecting onto you, those projections will start to be more in line with who you actually are at the very least. But I think that ultimately at the end of the day with this, we're all learning how to stop doing that and how to stop surrounding ourselves with people that are doing that. And then to recognize when we are and to stop it. Like now when I'm looking at people and I'm having judgments about them, or I'm making up stories in my head about what I think's going on, I'm able to really take my power back and go, I'm not going to do that to them. Like, no, I'm going to choose to see them as they are in front of me in this moment. And I'm going to let that story go because it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve them. And it only perpetuates some sort of cycle that's damaging to both of us. And we can let go of those things. That was a long tangent, but I'm, I'm inspired. <laughs> 
I want to fully acknowledge that in this moment, Lisa and I both feel like brand new people that from taking this time in space, um, we feel like brand new people and like we look back at who we were three months ago or a year ago or whatever amount of time ago. And like, we look back and say, Oh, like you, you, you had no idea what was coming. You, whatever condescending thing. Cause it almost feels like patronizing when I, when I say it, it's easy to look back and be like, Oh, you had no idea and you're going to grow so much. And now I'm a new person and I'm better and improved. But I fully acknowledge in this moment that I am a person that is perpetually in growth and development. And three months from now, I'm going to look back on me, Megan, right now in this moment and say, oh, you sweet little child, you have no idea what's ha- what's, what's what's going to come um, and how much you're going to grow and expand. And um, we're all just kind of going along on this journey. A big part for me is acknowledging that, A, I'm always going to be um, coming up with new things to work on and new ways to improve myself and new lessons and new Uh, boundaries and uh, a perpetual amount of growth forever for the rest of my life. That's part of the healing journey. But I also acknowledge that sometimes I'm not healing. Sometimes I'm processing. Sometimes I'm just living my life. And we do not have to constantly be bettering ourselves because a lot of my growth that I've had over the last three months, um, sure, obviously has been me doing some internal work and, and getting to know myself better and all of those good things. But a lot of it has also come from me just like, making art, playing Dungeons and Dragons, um, <laughs> playing a video game, going for a walk, going to an arcade, um, spending time with a, a friend or a loved one and living my life and letting myself um, do things and experience things and being present for those experiences without any expectations. That is such a Sorry, there's a loud plane here, you guys. But that is such an important takeaway piece, like hugely important because I, same, very same, I have done, well, it's sort of hard to explain that, but like I have grown more, there we go. I haven't done, it wasn't about doing work or doing healing. I have grown and expanded more recently than I have in the last two years combined, which is saying a lot because the last two years have been wild, as you all know. But that did not happen through doing work. It literally happened, you guys, through just being, period, <laughs> like being, but uh, making time and space <clears throat> to just exist with no plan, with no um, with no schedule of like how to grow things or make things better or work on myself or heal. It was literally just putting myself in a position where I was capable and able to wake up every morning in a place that I love that felt like home to me and not have a plan. And something about doing that, just creating that space, everything fell into place naturally. And that growth and expansion and that healing, it took place naturally. It wasn't something I had to force. It wasn't something I felt like I had to do. It was just things that came out of me when I made that room. Like when I made that room, there were days where all I did was cry by a lake. There were days where all I did was journal about past shit that's happened to me that I've never processed. There were days where I just rode around on a scooter and had a really good time. There were days when I got day drunk and then went, I was going to say went to the casino, but I didn't actually get to the casino because I went back and took a nap. (laughs) But like, do you know what I mean? Like it's, and hikes. Oh my gosh. So many beautiful hikes, hiking. That was the main component of what I did was hiking. It's like being human Source really sees you when you allow yourself to 
ease into what the human experience is. And being human, this feels like a very important message. I want to try and say it slowly. Being human means having the full scope of the human experience. And you are source and source is you. When you are allowing yourself to really be embodied in the moment, in the human experience, no matter what you're doing, you're allowing yourself to be a vessel for source in a very specific way that is seen and recognized and honored by the universe. And it unlocks things, it unblocks things, and it creates a natural type of healing that is very similar to what would happen if you like went to a healing retreat and actually tried to implement this work in a very different way. I'm getting a ringing in my left ear right now for anyone that's a sync for. And, um, and yeah, just creating space, creating space. There's things that want to release that when you allow yourself to do that, they will release naturally. But I wanted to add that because that's so important, like literally just doing the things you love and experiencing the things that are painful is the biggest catalyst for growth that I have yet to experience. And I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. All right. So I want to, I just feel really compelled to share this. This It's a fact. It's a fact. Um, I don't know what media you're consuming. I don't know where you are in your journey or life or what your struggles are, or if you're feeling superior to people all around you or lesser than, or, or whatever your lived experience is. But every single human being, every single person on this planet, I don't care how many terrible things they have done or how much of a saint they are and how good and giving they are. Every single person is, has the same capacity to have that deep connection with themselves and source and or whatever you want to call it, source, God, uh, uh, Steve, I don't care. I really don't give a fuck what you, what you call <laughs> <Sorry>. it. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have the capacity to have that connection. And you might be like, oh, well, I don't connect with my guides or I don't do things the way that Su Susie Sue on the internet does it. Or um, someone says that I'm like part of this collective and, and this collective is ascending and, and whatever the message is, it's all, it's all packaged into a way that um, they're getting a message across to, to the people that they want to talk to. And that's fine. But every single person has the exact equal ability to connect to things, to be, to grow, to have whatever connection they want. You can ground and shield. You can do magic. Um, you, you have that ability in you and you don't need to compare yourself to anyone else. My ability to connect to someone is going to look different than your ability to connect to someone. My version of magic is going to look different than your version of magic. For me, magic is like, I'm like doing, uh, the dishes and then, um, putting intention into the dishes or I'm stirring a drink or I make it really mundane and simple. Some people like my partner need like they, they need to do a whole ritual. They need it written out. They need to do a whole thing. And that's cool. But whatever version of growth, whatever version of magic, whatever version of no, not magic, um, every person has that same equal amount of ability to do the things and to connect to the things and, you might think that you're insignificant, but you are really significant because you are having a human experience and those bad feelings are valid and important just as good, at, just as much as like showing gratitude. Cause I'm sure you've seen content about like how important gratitude is and how important it is to have those beautiful moments of appreciation for the life that you have. Um, but those moments of sorrow, those moments of anger, anger was a big one for me that I suppressed those moments of, um, laughter or joy are um 
or, or fear. They're all valid and important emotions and just let yourself have the emotion and process it whenever it feels like it's time to process it, but experience it first. That was my, this is the, this is the, I love it. This is the world we're moving into and it feels so good is, uh, the ability to not, and, uh, caveat here, we are going to be, this is a different podcast topic and I'm sure we will talk about it because we have so much to talk about now and I'm very excited, but, um, there, we are going to be a little, I guess, teaser for what's coming. Um, we are going to be coexisting with others who live in a different reality than us. We already are, but you're going to start to become more and more aware of that. And, um, depending on which reality you kind of want to live in is going to determine how you feel and process things in your body. And if you're somebody that is awake and aware and now a conscious co-creator, you're grounding and clearing your energy regularly, you understand what autonomy is and you're really showing up for yourself in a way that's allowing you to live a life that's in alignment with your core desires and your core essence of being. Um, you're literally going to be creating your own little personal heaven here on earth. And it's going to be possible for you to witness things externally that are really different than your internal experience. And you are going to be able to manage your own energy within that, within that environment in a way that is both beneficial to you because you're not taking on things that aren't yours and beneficial to the collective as a whole, because you're going to be radiating a different type of energy, a different type of frequency that can only have a impact that is of benefit to those around it. So this is not toxic positivity. This is not all love and light. This is not denying very real things that are, that are happening. What it is, is transmutation. So Feeling our feelings and using our energetic body as a means of like a, an energy scrubber, so to speak. So when we allow things to move through us like a literal wave, I'm feeling it as I'm talking about it. It's really interesting. It like literally goes in and through you, like through you and then out. When you are not grabbing on and holding on and repressing and perpetuating and looping, you're no longer, uh, okay, sorry, I just really want to explain this to you guys because it is really important and I am going to do it in, in just a couple seconds here. When there is negative, sticky, not negative as in bad, but negative as in negative, dark, sticky energy that's being uh, cycled around you, whether it be uh, like political or people or like you're watching the news too much or whatever, that has a very real vibration to it that impacts people in a very specific way. When you're able to understand that that is impacting you and then feel your feelings about it and allow it to move you in whatever way it moves you and then take inspired action in whatever way feels natural to you and in alignment for you, you are capable and able of being an energy transmuter so that that energy comes to you and it's like, oh, fuck, like this is different. And then it it moves through you, you feel it, you transmute it. And then if you feel inspired to take action in one way, shape or form, no matter what this thing is, then you feel inspired to take action and or it just moves through you and you transmute it that way. But that's what I mean by the, these different realities, because as we do that, as independent energetic beings, we will also be looking at others and we will be watching them take on that energy and loop it in their energy field, loop it, loop it, loop it. And it's not up to us to change the way that they behave or to teach them how to do anything different. It's really just up to us to lead by example and 
transmute when it's when we're able and capable of transmuting because that in and of itself is enough. And then we can just literally be our own little pillars of stability and light and anchoring in this new frequency, regardless of anybody else that's looping these old energy paradigms. It doesn't matter. It's not relevant because we're creating these new systems and structures that will only sort of take off more and more and more so once more people do this on their own. People will wake up internally. They will be inspired to do these things internally, but pushing them externally isn't going to be beneficial. It's only likely going to create more resistance. I think the the synopsis of that is pretty simple. You are only responsible for yourself. You are only responsible for your actions. You are only responsible for your energy. You are not responsible for anyone else around you. And I mean, this could come to, to energetic work or um, experiences or anything woo, but also just in general in your life um, with everything going on in the world, you are going to um, feel personally responsible for people out externally and you're going to want to fix them. You are going to want to project your things onto them and it's really important to just be mindful of your energy and who you are responsible for, which is only yourself. And 100%. not in a selfish way. Yes. And maybe it is selfish. I don't know. Um, but first and foremost, you are the one that you are responsible for and you aren't responsible for anyone else. You can't save anyone else. You can't fix anyone else because guess what? To someone else, you need to be fixed because we all have individual projections. <laughs> I encourage people to be selfish, be selfish, yeah. be self-centered. Yeah. Um, if you are someone that's awake and embodied in your energy, your own selfishness is not going to have a negative impact on others. If anything, your selfishness and self-centeredness would only have a positive impact on others because you're really going to be showing up for yourself in a way that's clear and grounded and stable and positive. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. really strange how people associate selfishness and self-centeredness as being something negative because <laughs> it's it's so far. From, it's like uh, we live in a codependent system where everybody's draining everybody else's energy. If we were all a little bit more selfish, the whole world would benefit the whole world. And I don't mean I don't mm, mm, see. I hear you and I understand. But also what the way that the individuals that are having the thoughts that you're having in regards to your thinking of selfish people in corporate America, um, they are not being selfish because they're not actually caring about themselves, meaning their self, their soul self, their core self, their true essence. They're stuck in ego and personality and self-serving from that aspect. So what I mean is if we were selfish from an aligned place, it would look very different than being selfish from an egotistical power place. Yeah, I have. I absolutely have that per that perspective that selfish is bad. But um, I'm learning. Um, trying to figure out how to even word this. Selfish is not bad, but I definitely have had the projection that being selfish is bad because I felt morally wrong if I needed something, I wanted something, I was doing something for no one else's benefit but my own. And now I have been realizing and working through that. Um, so I might occasionally slip up and be like, oh, that's selfish and bad. But guess what? It's it's generally not. If it's something that's actually um, that serves me and benefits me and takes care of myself. And if I saw someone, um, someone else taking care of themselves, taking care of their body, taking care of their needs, doing things that they genuinely like. One of my favorite things to see online is someone gets something 
and they are so genuinely excited about it. And by get, I don't mean like purchase. I just mean like they have, they have something in their life and they're like, look at this cool thing. Um, and they're sharing that joy with you. Um, it could be like, oh, I had this delicious beverage or I just had this beautiful meditation or I had whatever. And they're sharing that that lived experience of joy. It's so enriches me. So I, I don't know why in the past I have regularly been like, oh, I'm a bad person because I want to take 10 minutes to wash my face and do a skincare routine. What the fuck am I taking away from anyone by doing that for myself? You know? <laughs> Yeah, I really think that that narrative of being selfish is bad uh, was brought to you by individuals who wanted to benefit off of sucking your energy from you and making sure that you weren't focused on yourself. So, but here's the thing that this is, these are the things that are getting dropped, like in this, in this like split that I'm seeing in this, us existing in a different world while coexisting with others who are existing in their world. Um, that like we, we get to see the things for what they are and just not accept them as ours, which is really beautiful. It's like, do you know you have free will to do that? Do you know that you have free will to be like, mm, no, I don't want to live that way. Or, oh, no, I don't take on that projection. Or, oh, no, I don't actually believe that being selfish is bad. And in fact, I am going to do some, you know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You get what I'm saying? I'm talking in loops now, but it's just really powerful energy that we're in. And, um, and I can feel a gigantic wave coming in of empowered energy that I have never felt before like this. And what I mean is it feels global. It feels like global uh, empowered energy sort of coming online. Malcolm Gladwell is an author who has written a bunch of fascinating books. And one of them is called The Tipping Point. And it's about uh, statistically what happens when something reaches a tipping point. Uh, the hundredth monkey example is part of this. Um, you can Google this. I'm not going to explain what these things are, but they're fascinating if you're interested. And I do believe that we have now officially reached a tipping point, globally speaking. And so I'm just sort of buckled in and ready for whatever this ride is. And it will be a ride, but we um, should go over what our schedule looks like from here. Yes, let's do that. I'm going to let you talk because there's a plane outside. So okay. my sound is so going to be weird. Um, moving forward, um, we are committing to two episodes a month. So every other week we are going to be meeting on Fridays, every Friday. So every other week we are going to focus on making content for the Patreon and every other week we are going to focus on making content for, um, the general public, the podcast. Um, as far as the Patreon goes, we took it back to the basics. So, all of this, um, this this experience for us has been really humbling in, in regards to content creation and, and this podcast specifically. Um, and we were we were doing too much too fast, and um, we were a little overly ambitious. So we were taking everything down to the basics. We are um, going to attempt to um, really focus on honoring our energy in a way that is is good, and we're going to focus on sustainable growth as far as adding things back in. So um, every other week, there's going to be a podcast. Every other week, there's going to be a Patreon um, piece of content. We only have one tier now. We've removed all of the other tiers and all of the other commitments. So for the Patreon, we're um, doing a reading every other week. If we feel called to include additional content, then we will include additional content. And if we do not feel called to share more than that and our energy is not in a place to share more, we're not going to. As far as the podcast goes, we're committing to two episodes per month. But again, 
if for some reason we're unable to record something, we're not going to um, pressure ourselves to shove content in just to have content. I think this break really opened our eyes to the ability that if we need time and space, we can take time and space. And if we lose some of our audience, um, thank you so much for being with us as long as you were with us. And there's no obligation for you to continue your journey with us um, because I understand that people ebb and flow and their energies change and that's completely okay. And if inconsistency is a problem for you, I totally relate to that. I struggle with inconsistency, but this has been a really big lesson for me in honoring my energy personally. So I expect to see some sort of notification that you have a new podcast every couple of weeks. And if you want to join the Patreon, super cool. Um, If you don't feel called to where you were in the past and you um, left I uh, that's fine thank you for supporting us for a little while and or thank you for just listening to this podcast thank you for sharing your energy with us thank you for being here yeah we we appreciate each of you so much seriously all of the ways that you show up and and we feel your presence like as we as we do these this is that's why sometimes we'll speak out and be like whoa okay hey ch- checking in with this or checking in with that um because we do feel you and, um, and thank you. Thank you for your support. If you're listening to this, if you've made it through this whole episode and, uh, and you also knew us before our hiatus. Hi, thank you for being here. And I hope that all of you allow yourselves to really feel empowered in this new way. I feel you also feeling it, at least some of you out there. So, um, we're just going to continue to serve as examples in our own like lived experience of what it's like to keep showing up for ourselves in this new way. And it's our sincerest hope that in doing that, you will also feel empowered to do the same. Yes, I really hope so. I want you guys to all feel empowered and good. And I hope that over the last couple of months, you all have grown the same way that we have and that you are currently a new version of yourself that you love and appreciate. And we will talk to you all soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.